Well, hello, hello, dating funnies. Another week in the life of a single man in Seattle trying to find someone to date. Oh my gosh, the stories. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, this week i got uh, several things to discuss. I had to chuckle today where I got an email on OkCupid from this lady that said she was from Seattle. And she was looking for someone to date and maybe make it into a long-term relationship. So I corresponded back to her. Went back and forth and I finally, one of the things I always do to try to see if people are real or not, I asked her what part of town she was in. So she proceeds to tell me that she lived in a different city within our state than she said on her profile. But her mom got sick, had to go to Florida to take care of her younger brother. And so now she's in Florida. She's lost her job. She doesn't have any money. She'd come back to Seattle if she had a way back to Seattle. Yeah, you know where all this is headed, right? It's kind of like the brides from Russia. Send me the money. And I'll come see you. I don't know if you run into that, but I get that a lot from people that respond on these dating apps. I had a lady reach out to me, another lady reach out to me today on Bumble. She lives in New Mexico. She's visiting her daughter here in the Bellevue area of Washington, which is east of Seattle. But she's leaving town today. And somehow she's hoping to find someone to get to know and date while she's living in New Mexico and I'm up here. For the most part, long-distance relationships really don't work. So I don't know what to do with that. Of course, I haven't heard back from her once I asked her how that might work for her. And then, of course, my good old lady friend who was keeps disappearing on me. She's all excited about seeing me again, getting together with me, really trying to make something work. Well, she took off mid-October to go work for somebody down in Arizona. As we were chatting the other day, come to find out, she's going back down to Arizona first of the year. And the person that she went to work for wants her to move down there and work full time. So I asked her, hey, so you plan on doing that? She said, yes, the money's really good. I'm going down there. Okay, well, how do you see that working? Well, I can come up to Seattle anytime. And I know you have a place down there. You could come down there. You know, I guess that sounds okay, Why wouldn't I just go see that lady in New Mexico? Why wouldn't I go to Russia and find somebody? For me, I'm trying to find someone local. And somebody local, local. I don't want to be, hey, let's go see a movie. Not that we can right now. Or go to a happy hour. We can with some restrictions. But I don't want to wait two hours. I don't want to wait a whole day for them to fly up here to make that happen. Are you running into the same thing? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I did get a an email this week from Melissa and she's kind of running into an interesting scenario and it's always that dance between having a good close friend and then turning them into a close friend and a friend with benefits type situation. So her story is a little bit like that. She's known a friend for three or four years. They had a beautiful friendship until they started getting physical last year. She goes on to say that her friendship has changed since they started sleeping together. Of course it would. She was hoping that the relationship would become stronger, but apparently he seems to have lost interest in her. So is it because of the sex? The sex isn't what he had hoped for? Is it because the closer he got to her, he's had misgivings? And if so, why doesn't he come and talk to her about that? She says she feels like she's lost a beautiful friendship, 
and one that she's never experienced before. But her question is, is this a guy problem? Do guys, once they capture the person of interest, once they get it, do they then lose interest and move on? And I don't know. I think that could be a possibility that there are probably plenty of men that do that. I also think there might be plenty of women who do that. I also think that, you know, you could be friends with someone, and then when you become intimate with them, then you start learning different things about them to where maybe you pause and say, can I live with this or can I not? Am I having the kind of sex that I really want? Or is it restricted sex? I mean, I dated that Veronica lady many years ago. And I remembered our interaction after a few dates were being intimate, having sex. And I wanted her to enjoy me orally. And she looked at me and said, no, that's special. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, lady, if you don't do it, we're never going to be special. Because I, I like to be treated orally. And I like to reciprocate that to my partner. She didn't like me reciprocating it to her. Because she didn't think that was, should be part of a, an intimate relationship. Well, she lost me then. Because I'm used to being with partners that are a little bit more open-minded, more creative in the bedroom. And for me, if I have to tell my partner what to do all the time, then it's no longer any fun. So I've learned to tell my partner up front what pleases me. And I want to find out what pleases them. And then if we have some kind of challenges in that, we can actually talk about that. Melissa goes on to wonder, you know, do they just stop caring because they've had sex with you? There must be something else there. Not saying Melissa, there's anything wrong with Melissa. Not even close. Of course, I don't know Melissa, but she's brave enough to write me this email. She says she's put off dating, quite frankly. People in the area are glued to their phones and other Others are watching Netflix and posting on social media. Don't seem to have any interest in connecting with people anymore. And that could be part of it, too. You had a friendship. It was going along fine. He wasn't really vested into it maybe as much as you were. And after he's been intimate with you, he's distracted by social media, by Netflix, by not working harder to develop a stronger connection. You know, guys can be lazy right? Guys want sex. Women are more emotional and they want a deeper relationship. Maybe he just doesn't have the ability to have a relationship. I don't know, Melissa, if you've actually had a conversation with him or not, but I would certainly recommend that you do and find out exactly where he is at. And whatever the answer is, then it'll leave you the opportunity to make a decision as to whether this should continue as a intimate sexual relationship or you guys can really go back to being really good friends or or not whatever you decide because you get a choice in this too right so i'd like to know more about how this moves forward with or without him melissa if you don't mind sharing again but that's my suggestion as one of my listeners feel free to email me what what advice would you offer melissa if any uh what should she do how should she approach this gentleman i also thought i'd share this week I've been reading this article that comes out every Sunday, Dating and Relationships. And they talked this week about how to navigate ghosting and other dating faux pas. So here's one to think about. How about 
when you go on a date, what are your thoughts on splitting the check? I remember going on a date with a lady and I just want to meet for coffee. And she said, no, why don't we get together for alcoholic beverage and a bite to eat? And I said, well, I prefer coffee. I don't really get to know you. She goes, look, if it's about the money, I'll, you know, I'll pay for me and you can pay for you. And I said, well, it's not about the money. I just I feel more casual getting to know somebody over a cup of coffee. I said, but if you want to get together then, split a meal, I'll do that. So we go to the restaurant, just a, a sports bar, nothing fancy. We both met after work, and uh, we're having a good time. We're talking and eating, uh, you know, finger food, bar food. And then the waiter comes up and says, shall this be on one check or two? And I looked at him, I said, this will be two checks. And she just about, chin hit the ground and looked at me, she goes, really? Two checks? I said, Hey, that's what we agreed upon. Because I can't believe it. You had one more beer than I had. Really? Now it is about the money. For her, for me, it just shut me right down. I personally feel that a cup of coffee for a first meet and greet is appropriate. So that way there aren't these false expectations. And then if we decide to go on a date and I ask her out, then I'm more than happy to pay for the date. But to have these far-reaching expectations, and what's it? why can't a woman offer to, to pay if she has the ability to, to pay for a date or at least go on a joint Dutch date on the first date. So what she says in here, uh, she says, long story short, I paid for our first dinner and he paid for our second. I went to the bathroom and when I came back, he'd already paid. I said, I can pay your half or I can get the next one. And he replied, since you'll be gone for three weeks, I'll need you to split the check and Ven Venmo me the other half. She was taken aback. She didn't feel like that he felt like she was worth the investment of $18. And she assumed that he was making a decision based upon her being gone for three weeks. Another story went on talking about asking them out. She says, hey, I went on a date last week and we really hit it off. We've gone on two dates and have been texting each other a lot in between the first and second date. However, after the second date, things got a bit awkward once we got back to their place. I think I just got anxious when we were in the room. I really want to see this person again, but I don't know what to say or how to ask them out. I feel like I've ruined it. How do I ask them on a date? So their advice there is it's totally salvageable. You may have to do something that can be uncomfortable. Confrontation. It takes vulnerability, but it gets easier the more you do it. Reaching out to them and letting them know how you felt at the time and what your intentions are will clear things up. Their advice is to address it head on with something like this. Hey, blank. Had a great time with you on the last few dates we've had. I'm sure you noticed, but I got pretty nervous once we got to your place. Maybe it's just the jitters, but it felt a bit awkward to me. But I don't want the moment to ruin all the fun we've had leading up to that point. What do you say about another date on a specific day? We can try whatever the activity is. Get straight to the point. And sprinkle in adding a date idea, activity to show you're really interested. See what they say. Many people find it refreshing when we're forthright and honest. At the end of the day, what do you have to lose? Same thing with Melissa's situation. What have you got to lose? Uh, you know, when I go on dates, people say or do something, and then I have to make a decision. Can I live with this or can I not? And I think we all should get in the habit of doing that. Now, granted, I may have missed out on some great people and vice versa, and, of course, it's bode well for me, right? I'm still single, so I don't know if I would be uh, taking advice from me. But <laughs> that's kind of what I've done throughout the years. We have to decide we're not going to fix anyone. We're not going to force someone to our way of thinking. Uh, so 
I think we have to be cautious of that a little bit. So here's the last story uh, I've got here, a question from another person. It says, I've been dating someone I was really into for a few weeks, but recently felt extremely pressured and uncomfortable when their sexual references. I told this person I wanted to take things slow, but the conversations have shown red flags indicating that this person is really just in it for the sex. I'm, of course, disappointed, but need to end it since it appears we want different things. What's the best way to do this without ghosting them? Yeah, is ghosting a thing anymore? I think it still is. I was supposed to have a Zoom dating date with someone a couple days ago. Never got an email back. I sent him an email to confirm the Zoom date. Didn't respond. And I always do that on purpose, even when I'm meeting someone in person. I always text him or email him to confirm so that I'm not going someplace and just sitting there. Well, this lady never confirmed, and she never showed up for the Zoom date. I emailed her again and said, Hey, we were supposed to meet today. Did you get confused with another day? Haven't heard boo from her. So ghosting, I guess, is still a thing even when you're stuck home, right? So the advice they give this person here is no need to ghost. I think we all could learn from this. Quit ghosting other people. And no need for a long explanation of why you don't want to see this person anymore if you don't want to do it. The easiest way to deal with severing ties is to simply say, Hey, insert name, I am not feeling this relationship anymore and have decided it's best I end things between us. Thank you for respecting my decision. You don't owe anything besides a respectful message. You are not allowed to say no. You are allowed to say no and not provide an explanation. It's your decision. Don't feel bad about it. If it's not serving you, let it go. Time is precious. Don't waste yours on those unworthy of it. So you could say something, hey, blank, as much fun as I had getting to know you, I'm not feeling the chemistry anymore. Maybe that's what that guy should be saying to Melissa. To be honest, you made me uncomfortable making things all about sex. It's clear we want different things since I mentioned wanting to take our relationship slowly. I'm hoping this gives you some clarity on my decision not to see each other again. Thanks for respecting my decision. Food for thought, all of that. So... I kind of leave it with that, a little bit longer than normal. Hopefully, all of you listeners out there have got some additional input from Melissa. Maybe you got some good input for me. Uh, I'd sure like to know. Right now, I'm communicating with three other women from some of these other dating sites. And I chuckle because every time I'm communicating with two or three people, they just disappear. They just ghost me and they're gone. So, I don't get my hopes up. I kind of treat it like uh, sales. You got to put a lot of prospects in the bucket, and maybe one or two of those will turn into a transaction, and maybe one will turn into a long-term transaction. I'm running out of time, though. I'm getting older. You know, I can't. I can't be doing this for the next 30 years. It's exhausting, as everyone knows. This whole trying to meet people and date them is ex- it's exhausting, especially during this pandemic time, especially with all this other stuff going on in in the U.S. and around the world. So I don't know what the answers are, but I'm going to keep plugging, keep trying. I hope you are too. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hopefully you're able to spend it with friends or family or maybe a couple of coworkers. And I hope everyone in your world are still safe and healthy and no one's uh, having any health issues re- uh, related to COVID-19. Look forward to hearing from you. Melissa, thank you very much for your email. Much appreciated. I can be reached at datingfunnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. Until next time.